2: Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy podcast with me, Alison Perry. Welcome back to the podcast which sees me interviewing parents about parenting things. This is the last episode before a short summer break, but I'll be back before you know it. My guests today are Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne, aka the Scummy Mummies. Helen and Ellie do a comedy show about motherhood. They've got a podcast, they've written a book, they're basically everywhere. They're about to take their show to the Edinburgh Fringe, so if you're north of the border, get a ticket. It's a really funny show. I chat to them today about what makes a mummy scummy, what the scummiest things they've ever done are, and Helen confesses to her secret yummy mummy past. We also talk about how they help mums by amplifying the message that you don't have to aspire to be a perfect mum. You don't need to pile pressure on yourself, and as long as your kids are clothed and fed and warm and happy, you're doing a great job apologies for the slightly dodgy sound on this episode we weren't in the studio that i've been using recently we were in ellie's living room and for some reason helen sounds a lot quieter than me and ellie i know that poor sound quality annoys some listeners which is totally fair enough but i still wanted to put out the episode because it's such a goodie and i hope you enjoy welcome helen and
3: ellie hi i, I have not be- say welcome Alison, but it's your podcast that'd be weird but you're in my house so i
2: know. Welcome also to you you normally record your podcast in this house don't yeah, you so yeah so does it feel a bit like you should be interviewing me
0: yes um
2: no. h- who are you why are you here if you've got any questions you want to chuck my way during the conversation then i'm we open probably to that we really
0: will do that because we're you know yeah
2: when did you last have sex <laughs> A long time ago, <laughs> I've got I've got small twins. That should then. be your answer. They're nine months. Oh, so eighteen months. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you know what? They're IVFs. So not even not even then. <laughs> you
0: didn't even have to long, have a good time. Longer
2: ago than that. <laughs> My poor husband. Okay.
0: Uh, podcast done. Um.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so comedy duo. Podcasters, social media influencers. Oh, stop, Alison. Hilarious. You've got so many strings to your bow. Oh, and your mums as well. We can't forget that you're mums. Oh,
0: sometimes, yeah. 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 It's good for Instagram being a mother, apparently. <laughs> yes. Get to sell shit for free. Uh, self self, self. Sorry, I can't even talk. I get stuff for free on the internet, apparently, for, for being on Instagram. It's a weird world we live in.
2: That's how Instagram works.
0: Yeah, it's insane.
2: It's great. I'm
0: not saying I don't like it, it's just a bit weird. I mean,
2: Um, So, Helen, you're a mum of two, a boy and a girl, and Ellie, you're a mum of two boys, aren't you? Yeah, two boys there, four and eight. Excellent. So for anyone who hasn't come across you guys living under a rock, clearly, um, can you explain what a scummy mummy is?
0: Right. Well, in the show, you know, we we do a live comedy show, we always say a scummy mummy is the opposite of a yummy mummy because I think we all know or we have an idea of what a yummy mummy is that she's got it together she feeds her kids nice food quinoa that's right very yeah. limited screen time five a day and vegetables they probably have a clean face
3: never um, shouting never swearing uh, never drinking wine at five o'clock out of a mug never going um, to a McDonald's
0: twice in one day
3: and she's fictional yeah. so yes. that's a yummy mummy <laughs> um, whereas yeah scummy mummy is like we would say we do love our kids we really we love being mums and we yeah. love all that, but that you can that can exist alongside the notion that parenting can be really hard and sad and funny and hilarious and brilliant. So um, yeah, for us, it's about, let's be honest about parenting and what it's like. And most of all, let's have a laugh about it, because on the really crap days,
2: uh, that can get you through sometimes. Do you find that you have to kind of justify yourself quite often to so say, we do love our kids, but do you, do you find that people make that assumption that you hate being a mum and it's all shit.
0: Yes. I mean, we know that we love our kids, but sometimes I think it's interesting, actually, if we will put a post up going, oh, FML, this, this and this. And then we'll get some comments going, oh, this is, it's so fucked. And they go even further. We're like, oh, no, no, no. We don't want to fuel this. <laughs> We're just saying some days are a bit mucky and dirty. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's all right. It's not really that hard. Like, it's hard, but not, no one's going to die.
3: I would say as well, it's changed a bit, Like, because we've been yeah. together six years now since we started the podcast, six years this month, and I think over those years, like attitudes have changed a bit, um, obviously we're enormous pioneers in the field, so basically we've changed lives, but apart from that, we and some podcasting. other people, yeah. <laughs> some other Instagram people and podcasters, yeah. uh, such as yourself, have come along, and of doing, you know, talking about things—not doing the same thing, but talking about things in the same tone and with mm. the same authenticity. And I think so. It's become more normalised to be honest about the fact that parenting could be a bit shit. So that's
2: yeah. definitely the case. Because I think that when I started my blog um, nine years ago, eight years ago, um, it was very much kind of like a yummy mummy space. Yeah, and it was like you know, kind of like Twee Kath Kidstonesque. My first ever blog banner was very Cath Kidston floral because that's kind of what everyone was doing and yeah. therefore I just kind of morphed into that kind of feeling but since then you're right there's definitely been this kind of shift to people being a bit it's okay to kind of say I fed my kids fish fingers I went to McDonald's you know twice in one day um you know my kids are a bit grubby but they're happy, and we're just cracking on with it, and there's no there's no judgment here.
3: And there absolutely is a line. There is very much a line, and so like in our show, um, we get the audience. In our live show, we get the audience to write down confessions, so sort of funny stories about them, you know, messing up their parenting, and um, sometimes you know we just we only read out the ones that are about um the the grown-up in a funny situation ah. so we never read out any that are about the pain or humiliation of a child mm. because to us the problem that that's morally wrong that's not funny uh, more importantly so you know um yeah for us we're we're not laughing at children and we're not saying we wish we didn't have children we're laughing at ourselves trying to manage this ludicrous situation we have voluntarily put ourselves in
2: yeah and was it a case that when you guys became mums, you kind of gave being a yummy mummy a go, fed your kids quinoa for a bit, banned all screens, and then thought, eh, this isn't for us? Or have you always been the way you are?
0: I would say I was the former. Like, I started off, I, was, I had my first kid in Cambridge, and I was very much like, only breastfeeding, only giving organic, you know, I'm going to do this, you know, all all the by the book. And it wasn't, I think, until I moved to London and I had my second child, I kind of had that awakening. But I was by myself because I'm Australian, so I just, you know, I clung to all the Annabelle Campbell books and, and the NCT group and all that sort of stuff and tried to be the ideal mother. And so I didn't have that kind of... I sort of lost myself, but then, yeah. After you have two kids, or more than more than one everything goes out the fucking
2: window. But well, so I think that it's important to say that if you, you know, if you are that kind of like Annabelle Carmel, NCT, you know, organic kind of mum, like some people just are very naturally and yeah, they find that easy. Yeah. So it's not like what you're doing is wrong and what we're doing is no, right. No, it just wasn't me. I, yeah. could, I could feel
0: myself slipping away. And it was when I got back into comedy and kind of found myself again, which is so wanky, such a wanky thing to say, listener <laughs> oh, myself. Um, I, yeah, felt happier.
3: Whereas I've always fundamentally been a bit lazy, Alison, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, never really gave that much of a monkey's. So yeah. it works out all right. So really.
0: that's nice. And I think that's, I think that the strength of our relationship or the comedy tour is that Ellie and I are similar, but also very different. And so, when I think when people listen to our podcast or come to our show, they get obviously a unified front, like we're all in this together. But clearly, Ellie and I are different people and we've come from different backgrounds. So, that's kind of nice. So, you get two for one an excellent deal when you listen to our
2: podcast it really, is, it really <laughs> is um, am i allowed to mention the uh, surroundings that we're currently in and how unscummy it is yes
0: but i yeah
3: but i've shown you so yeah so I've, I've my friend nikki who's and then they went wild on the instagram uh she's an interior designer and she happens to be a mum at my school so i've i've had her round to sort me house out I was like nikki this is because i'm because i'm hilariously i'm actually quite a neat tidy person at least externally i feel a lot calmer if my house is tidy and um, I've read the Mary Kondo book four times I'm an enormous fan all of that so that's that's just me but you could, also you could
0: sharpen a knife on the corners of her underpants <clears throat> in her drawer This so <laughs> yeah. got, beautiful
3: i've got, got a new copper knife sharpener actually in the yeah. kitchen as well
2: oh, there. Oh, nice. <laughs> that
3: <out> yeah. <laughs> so i really that's not the sort of the lifestyle i aspire to but i am also yeah a normal busy mum and that's not always possible so basically i got nikki to come around and like make my house look nice but as i've shown you as when you lift up the chaise long, it's full of gruffalo and bob the builder toys and if you open the cupboards things just just fall out but
2: it's genius and so... I kind of feel like I identify with that like in terms of I want my house to look nice so if I've got friends around for coffee I'm not kind of embarrassed or ashamed that I've got you know crap everywhere yeah but that actually yeah if you open up the posh sideboard it's got like board games and games consoles spilling out but that's all tucked away nicely and i'm not i'm not ashamed or embarrassed of that that's why i showed you it the first time you come <laughs> out <house. laughs> you
3: are okay. you're
2: like look look what my, my sofa lifts up
3: yeah yeah <laughs> I, i'm not ashamed or embarrassed of that oh. mess but when i walk into a room i just feel calmer if i just i don't see any gruffalo toys no. um, i felt I better because we had um l from feathering the, em- the Empty Nest. she came around to do a podcast and um her house is exquisite i mean she's absolute my like goals house i love her i've house. been there it's nice oh. But she said to me, Oh, all well, my stuff's in cupboards, it's all in cupboards. My husband says, you know, I'm a cupboard addict, so it all just and I was like, Oh phew, it's not just me. So yeah, yeah
2: it's good. It just, just tidy the crap away and then you can't see it. Exactly.
0: <laughs>
2: that's well I that's just cool. keep my house messy for Instagram. <laughs> <so> <laughs> that's it. You've got to be I on
0: win. brand, Helen. <laughs> it was funny, I had I I do another podcast another podcast called Fat Lot of Good and I had Alexander Hemingsley over, and when she came, I kind of tidy, and said, but where's where's all the washing? Where's all the <laughs> things she wanted? She wanted to like like when you go to Elvis's house, you want to see the what she's seen on the telly, uh, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm very sorry. I <laughs> I kind of hid things away, but yeah, I'm 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 going to renovate my house this year. So we're oh, fucking off brand, aren't we? Yeah, Terrible. you are, you guys. Terrible. I'm well, disappointed. At, my children keep growing, and I my, I have got a house the size of a matchbox. So we're we're adding on an extra room. Uh-huh. Mainly so to put shit in, I think, basically. <laughs> more shit, that's what I want, just more. You just need a
3: cupboard, mate, is what you need. You just
0: need a
2: well, no, the key cupboard. Well No, the key is to have like a spare bedroom that ends up being your room that you just pile all the crap into. Yeah.
3: yeah. You don't
2: actually ever have any guests to stay there. No.
3: We've just had a load of storage put in the spare bedroom, again, all Nikki's designed, so that, again, we can just put the crap that's in there, in there. And also we've got a big shed... Um, which we use for prop storage.
0: I think we need a bigger shed, though. We just had we just had an enormous set shed. made yeah. for our comedy show. I've seen it, and it, I don't even know where it's going to go.
3: Uh, we're going to have to clear out the
0: shed. That's going to happen. <sighs> oh well, I mean that's fascinating content. <laughs> honest, uh, clearing out Ellie's shed. Wow.
2: If anyone wants to volunteer to come down and uh, clear out Ellie's shed, then come yes, clean please. with me. Please <laughs> do. Channel um, yeah, because in, in, in the live show, Helen, you talk about having had two natural home births. Yes, and I thought always thought that that was uh, just something that you said for comedy value, and then you told me that you actually did. Yeah,
0: I had, I've, I had, I've had annoying uh, births. In that, when people say, "Oh, how was your birth?" I was like, "Yeah, I just had it in the front room in a pool, no drugs, couple of candles, played some Mozart, and had two babies." Job which done. Is incredibly. Uh, yeah. It's a weird thing to say. I was recently interviewed about it and I was like, it's a weird, it's a, it is this weird thing about, it's only one day of your life. We all got a baby at the end of it. It shouldn't really matter how you see the baby or how you cough it out. But yeah, it is a weird thing. And I was the first in my NCT to have a baby and she came on a due date at midday. And it was all fine, no tears, blah, 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 blah. Did
2: your NCT group hate you, though? Because you were like, It was fine, guy, you've nothing to worry about. And then they were yeah. all, like, traumatised.
0: In hindsight, I regret going, I just had the most wonderful birth. Because <laughs> I was the first in, I was like, and they're probably all going, what a cunt. Like, yeah, so, um, yeah. But yeah, look, it it is what it is. I've got a massive vagina, so babies just fall out of me. Um, and, you know, my husband loves it. Uh, so that's, that's about it, really. But yeah, I I play on it in the show because I go, oh, a natural childbirth. Because it is annoying. That's an annoying thing. It's like, oh, well, you just have to breathe it out. It, it's the roll of the dice, you know? It just, is,
2: but it's like so many things in life, isn't it? Some people find things easy, some people find things hard. And you shouldn't feel bad about the fact that you've no. had an easy birth just because the next person no. did
0: yeah, I just happened to have, you know, on that day they that came out okay. But, you know, there's lots of things our body can't do. So, you know, it's fine. Um, I don't know what else to say. I always feel like I have to. It is a weird. It's a weird thing that I have to feel like I have to apologize afterwards. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyway.
2: You know. It's a bit like though, um, I haven't mentioned on social media that my twins have started sleeping through the night. <laughs> so at the moment, touch wood, I feel like I need to touch wood. Yeah. Where's the wood? There's the oh, your chair. It's my a chair.
0: Beautiful
2: wood. I feel like, so at the moment, they're sleeping, as of like just this weekend, they're sleeping from like 7 pm until 6 am. That's amazing. That
0: is okay. And how old are
2: they? They're nine months old.
0: What so are it, their names again?
2: I'm not telling you. <gasps> <gasps>
0: Because I keep saying, I, I, I feel like a bad person listening because I keep going, I don't know Alison's twins' name, but I think, I feel like it's too long now that I don't know them na- or I've forgotten them.
2: I'll tell you and later. D- yeah, okay, right, sorry. Off air, off air. Uh, Vanessa a secret. and Fiona. Yes. It's <laughs> um, Vanessa and Fiona. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think partly I don't want to tempt fate because if I say it, and I am doing so now, but if I say it on exactly. social media they'll just stop doing it but yeah. also partly i feel like i don't want to make other people because you follow people on social media who've got babies the same kind of age as yours don't your yeah, kids yeah. the same age and you do do that comparison thing even though you probably shouldn't and i don't want anyone to be kind of like oh my goodness like my baby's still up you know seven times mm-hmm. a night and you know yeah. it's that thing you almost feel quite apologetic just when something goes well because you don't want no. to make other people feel bad
0: yeah no exactly right um, Ellie and I didn't have sleepers, did we? No, mine didn't sleep.
3: Uh, but but yeah, I was lucky because when my first son was born, we were living with my parents. We were trying to sell our flat. So we were living with them and they were brilliant. And so basically, we had like a cook, cleaner, nanny. And your dad. And my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'd be up all night with Charlie and then my mum would just come in and just take him at sort of seven, eight o'clock and then just go, go to, go to bed now. And <sighs> I would just go to sleep and it was amazing. So yeah, I would go and meet up with like other new mums. And they'd be like, "Oh my god, this is awful, isn't it? This is the worst thing that's ever happened." And I was like, "Is is it?" But you can't say that. I know it's a weird, like you're saying, it's yeah. a weird opposite. You can't say, that. Yeah. I'm like, "I really like this. It's better than I thought it would be." Yeah, because as well, I think I had quite open expectations. A lot of people have a sort of fantasy of what this is going to be like, and I didn't really have that. So I was quite lucky. I wasn't disappointed. I was sort of pleasantly surprised but yeah you you feel like you can't say that a lot of times you have to sit there and go oh yeah god i want to cut myself too okay (laughs) just having a nice time actually i'm quite enjoying not being at work
2: Yes. you mentioned your dad can we just talk about oh, your dad for
3: a minute i mean he'd be offended if we didn't yeah so so
2: your dad is he's like he, he he's like your driver he's your doorman what, what other kind of roles does he have in the scummy mummy's empire yes he's the roadie he shifts the props he sometimes uh is
3: a sort of sort of unofficial director he gives us quite a lot of feedback
2: because mm. he was uh, he
3: was or is a comedian himself isn't he, he was a co- yeah he's sort of retired now he does occasional tiny bits but uh, yeah, no, he was a, He was in the first wave of alternative comedians in the 80s. So the, he was like one of that first group of uh, men and women who were like, do you know what, we're not going to just tell Jewish jokes or black jokes or Irish jokes or sexist jokes. We are actually going to just, well, tell jokes about Thatcher mainly, but do something different, you know, and it doesn't have to be like that. So, yeah, that's his background. Um, and he
2: was on a, CBB, a children's BBC um, show called... Jossie's Giants yeah a football
3: they? show and there's a very specific sort of strata of,
2: of society that remembers it yeah. incredibly fondly like I've mentioned it to a few people that are just like what yeah. never heard of this programme no and I'm idea. like how can you not remember Jossie's Giants it yeah. was like was it set in the, the North
3: East in Newcastle yeah yeah, yeah. And people I' remem- remember it and are absolutely fanatical about it. Like, oh my god, I
2: can't believe that's your
3: dad. And yeah. all the other people at the table are like, I've n- I- "What are what? you talking about? I have no idea."
2: <laughs> well, I am the former. I am. Oh. I am. I am in awe. Oh. And obviously, Helen, having grown oh, up in I Australia, no, no idea. idea. No, no idea. idea. I just know
0: that uh, there's a lot of women out there who lose their shit and they go, "Where do I know your dad from, Ellie?" Where do I like? Yeah. And I just often reply, Jossie Chan. You know them from Jossie. He, he, was, he was Jossie. No idea, but I'll just reply because we share. We share an Instagram. account, yeah. obviously. Uh, now share a dad uh, um, <laughs> so that's lovely um, yeah. but yeah so it's it is it's incredible and I think what's what's really nice and I think why people come to the Scummy Mommies is they're like Ellie and I like our relationship and they also love the relationship between Ellie and her dad yeah and I think that's really nice and some people say oh it reminds me of my dad or you know I think they just like him because he's a funny funny old boffer, really
2: when I first came to see your show one of my main kind of reactions as well as obviously laughter and you know finding it hilarious was that you were swearing so much in front of your dad oh
3: my god
2: I was like slightly horrified thinking well how how is Ellie okay with this
3: (laughs) oh that's I remember I well like my parents it's not that they swore when we were kids or anything but by the time I got to teenage years yeah none of that but by the time I was sort of in my teens definitely swearing was sort of you know um, and I remember being on the phone to him at university and saying something oh for fuck's sake dad or something and one of my friends one of my housemates being like oh my god you said like fuck in front of your dad and I was like you don't say fuck in front of your dad what Is that... what so for me it's sort of normal um, but then having said that my mum told me off the other day uh, because she was watching our insta stories on facebook and she was like oh you do say fuck a lot <laughs> you're funny you don't need to swear you don't need to swear I was like mum when you're driving if someone catches you up you call them cunt and she was like well i'm just saying you don't need to put it on the internet because like, i'm 41 i should put what i fucking like on the internet so thank you for your feedback
2: see if you were like my mum and someone cuts you up and you're driving you would say rude words rude words rude words <laughs> she's yeah saying? literally says
0: rude, rude words
2: rude words that's <laughs> hilarious in fact she's coming to see you at the fringe we should, ah. we should mention your fringe show shouldn't can we can we
0: can we flog that shit um, yes.
2: yes so you're doing how many nights at the edinburgh fringe 24 yeah. So
0: we're there from the 1st to the 25th of August, uh, and we're having the 12th off. But it's all on scummymummies.com. But the great news is, listener, is it's at 7.50 at night.
3: Yes, the so, assembly rooms yeah. at George Square. So you can, yeah, hopefully get the babysitter sorted and then dash down and come and see us. So and it's only an hour. So by now, at 9 o'clock, you're back in the pub, you can have your wee,
2: yeah.
3: get on with your life few Simply. more bottles and then home still so, really in
2: bed by 11 Yeah, that's so good though because so many sh- really good shows at the Fringe are at like 11am or mm. like some ra- or like even like you know half 11 at them. night yeah. Um. so yeah br- that's a brilliant time we've been very lucky
3: because originally they said 6 o'clock I mean we're like no that's not no going to work it's bedtime that's, yeah. that's not for us, so we're so happy to have that time. And tickets are properly, I'm not making this up, they are selling fast. So yeah. and every time we have a show it sells out and people go, Oh, I didn't realise and I didn't get my ticket. You just just buy the tickets. Yeah. That's uh, just just buy the
2: tickets. Just p- please.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> checked, I checked last night and there's a few dates that have got limited availability. Yeah. So some are getting quite close, some nights are getting close to selling out, especially the two for one nights.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So how are you feeling about having all that time away from your oh, kids? Oh, sorry.
0: Pause. Future Alison, Ellie's just going to the door. Ah, <laughs>
2: oh, you're Joni. Joni Clothing. Ah,
0: oh, good
2: old Joni. three things arriving. Good old... Joni Clothing. Want to don't want to hear that, hear that. Just sent me some <laughs>
3: complimentary uh, clothing, which yeah. I'm sure is lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't opened it yet. Okay. Could be dreadful.
2: Probably won't be
0: uh anyway
2: what, what were you saying, you saying? Um, 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 um edinburgh fringe um oh yes what is it going to be like being away from your kids for that long or are they actually coming up to edinburgh it's,
0: i think it's gonna be a mixed blessing i've got them for two nights ellie's have a little bit more but they're sort of in and out
2: aren't
3: they yeah mine are coming up in the middle for a week but they're going up with their grandparents and their dad and they've got like a cottage in Falkirk, so they're gonna oh go...
2: you said that Falkirk. is it, how are you supposed to say it Falkirk.
3: Falkirk? Yes. Falkirk. I grew up quite near Falkirk. Oh, okay, oh. But I like it, Falkirk. I thought I was doing because well, I was trying very really hard not to say Falkirk. Falkirk. So I've already been told is incorrect. So Falkirk.
2: <laughs> there used to be... Did, did like you, you?
3: Okay, I got
2: it. Did you ever watch, um, in the 90s, the um, comedy show Absolutely? Yeah, of course, So they yeah. used to say, Get to Falkirk. <laughs> right. Um, one of the uh, one of the uh, sketches that they used to do. So that's a really good way to remember is get, Okay, get to Falkirk. Falkirk. So they've got a cottage in Falkirk. <laughs> yeah. and
3: So they'll be sort of going backwards and forwards. So yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm very nervous. I never left them for more than a week, so I'm feeling a bit sick. Yeah. But then it's... I just think about waking up uh On my own at eight o'clock and having a cup of tea, and I think I'll, I'll probably won't vomit.
2: Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like you know, they're, they're just balancing off that kind of vomity feeling with actually, I've got a whole bed to stretch out in yeah. a cup of tea and nice, nice peace and quiet.
0: Yeah, my kids were fighting yesterday over a Playmobil catalogue, and I was like, Ah, two weeks time,
2: yeah.
0: just quiet. I won't miss them though. Mm i think it's just at night time because my mine is still quite cuddly like they're eight and ten and they're still you know all about their mum so i think um that's going to be a bit hard but um yeah we'll reconnect it'll go quick i think i think it probably
2: will and will you do facetime and stuff with them
0: yeah yeah they're much older like you know they, they kind of get it so it's kind of nice but um...
3: yeah mine are a bit facetimes really, i'm always a bit it can make things worse. Yeah, they can get a bit. Yeah, but because because Joe's only four still. But seeing you sometimes can make them feel more upset, can't and it? They don't quite understand why I if I'm on the phone, fa- and they can sit. What? 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 So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see mm. how it goes. We
0: might... We could send them letters, Ellie. <laughs> we could do, yeah. <laughs> little packages and things. Bribery is, is, is the best solution for all things.
3: My mum, went, she went away on holiday once and uh, she left me a little present every day, wrapped.
2: Oh, so, that's so lovely. That's so, yes. nice. so you're going to repeat that and do that, are you? Uh, we'll
3: see.
0: I might, <laughs> maybe, I might pop down the pound shop. Maybe some like
2: M&M's or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's going to be... I think it'll be a mix because I think it's already emotional emotional time going up because we've been working towards this for six years yeah. so i think there's uh you know but it is just another gig and again no one dies like i think you know we're not we're not doctors we're not doing anything serious but it is it is going to be a big a big time and you know we've got an agent now and we've got other people kind of willing us to do well so there's a bit of expectation there but yeah. essentially we just dick about on stage telling jokes about our tits in suits. so you know, it's yeah. all good. It's a good time. It is.
2: Um, so you mentioned that on your live shows you get scummy confessions from the audience yeah. members um, and that you offer up ones of your own on your podcast, don't you? So yeah. um, what's the scummiest thing that you've ever done? What's the <sighs> ultimate scummy confession from you from you guys? I'm, I'm not
0: proud of it, um, but one night I got home drunk and my daughter was always sleeping in my bed, so I went to her bed. Uh, and I threw up in it. Oh.
3: <laughs> I don't remember that. When
0: was that? Oh, I haven't really told anyone that <laughs> <now>. <laughs> what did you that. The next... I think that's the worst thing I've done. I threw up on a duvet, so I just scooped it all up. I woke up with sick around my face in her bed. And
2: what did you oh, say wow. to her the next morning? Ooh. No, I just
0: bundled it all up. Like, everyone's, th- everyone in my house, or people I know, have, have done a sick in their bed, um, you know, probably because they were sick. You you, would, you wouldn't have remembered Ellie. She's giving me a funny look, listener.
3: trying to think the last time I was sick in my bed. I no, think no, it, but it would have been when you were 20 little. Years yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. So I just kind of scooped it up. But I did feel like, that's pretty low. That's pretty low. But,
2: yeah.
0: um, yeah.
2: That, 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 that's pretty high on the scum officer. That's pretty yeah. good. I like I that. I was growing
0: up in Ellie's loo and she gave me a bowl. And I was, like, doing a wee. And I was like, I'm going to be sick. And she went, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. And passed me. Both passed ends, the, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was nice. That was good
3: trying to think or uh, I can think of was sick now yeah. And know yeah uh...
0: I I once uh, Ellie once took a piss in front of me uh, in a sink in yeah. the backstage Like just, just just and because we were wearing catsuits she was just in a bra nothing down hoiked herself up if you can imagine listener, and and took a wee and I was like I need a wee too so I tried to do that not while she not next to her that would be yucky um, and then I couldn't I seized up for the first time Oh! So could not, could not let go. Could, tried. We all we pretended it was natural and normal.
3: Yeah, your thing is probably vomiting. Mine's probably peeing. Yeah, so she peed pees, she in a, but again, I'm just not ashamed of it. I just don't just, care. Just, uh, yeah. peed in a potty in front of you backstage at the Hay Festival. Did mm. that once, and then more recently, um, we you'd gone. We'd had it. We'd done a gig, and Steve Hill was roading for us. Our friend Steve and you'd gone home on the train because you had to go back for Hugo's birthday. Mm. And so Steve and I finished the curry. And now, at this point, I'd hurt my knee, so I'd had some um, opiates, prescription painkillers, and quite a lot of lager, so I was really high. Uh, It's important to understand that. So I was really high, and then um, we left the curry. We walked back, because we'd had to park the car up the road in this pub car park, so we walked to the pub. By the time we got to the car, I really needed a wee, but we knew the inn restaurant was shut, the pub was, like shut was like ah so i just i just do a pee in the car park in front of the car steve was obviously horrified couldn't look at me me. i was like oh it doesn't matter it's just we anyway we got in the car and then we drove off and then we were pulled over by the police and uh steve was breathalyzed and it was fine he passed it was all it was all you know but it was quite a tense moment not least because i was really high (laughs) and just found it hilarious and um uh, then I realised that I think the police might have seen me having a piss oh. in the car park because they were sitting in the car park waiting for people to come out of what they thought was the pub yeah. so they could oh. nick them right. and get their fucking quota up. And uh, yeah, I think I think the police, these two men, watched me piss by my own car. Oh on. no! But again, I don't really care. <laughs> and at the time I was so high I couldn't have given any fucks.
0: What about you Alison Perry?
2: Do you know what? I always really struggle because whenever I come to your show and you ask the audience members to write down a scummy confession, yeah. I can't think of anything. Yeah. It's always just really boring things. Like, when I came to see you a few weeks ago, I wrote down something about um, my baby being sick on me oh. and me going out for lunch with friends and not realising until at the end of the lunch that I had like, quite obvious, baby vomit down my top. But it's like, but that's happened to all of us. Like, that's such standard mum stuff, isn't it? Like, I, I think you do become quite immune to bodily fluids. Yeah. Your, your
0: uh, what's the word? Your benchmark <clears throat> of shit is, is yes. that, which is a... That's
2: an L feathering
0: there L, L L L- to i can't even talk
2: today feathering the empty nest
0: feathering the empty nest the benchmark of shit like you your expectations are just yeah. very low. Mm. my neighbor
2: gave me a good one that um that happened to her recently so she um is starting a new job very soon and um a few weeks before um the she's due to start um the her new uh, office had this night out bowling night out kind of team bonding she went along for the first time met all her new colleagues um, in the bowling alley, having a drink, having a bowl, she went to the loo, put her hand through her hair and realised that she had baby crap, baby oh, shit, wow. in her hair. Oh. And yeah. it was the first time she was meeting these new colleagues, trying to make a good impression, being all like just coming off maternity leave. So oh she was God. trying to be all kind of like professional um yeah so oh. that's was pretty she, good was one. she
3: blonde like you because if yes. she did that i could see oh.
2: properly blonde hair oh, and she yeah. put on instagram bless her she was like she was like just this picture of her hand with oh like my poo god. on it god. Oh,
0: darling oh we oh. love you that lady yeah yes. oh my god we've,
3: we've been doing this for six years and so literally thousands of confessions we've had and mm. i always think we've heard it all and then we're always surprised pretty much every show there's yes. stuff we have not heard we could not have imagined like you were there the other night and when and the winner was I've had a foursome with my NCT friend Yeah, not had that before.
0: Never. I, had,
3: I, I I lost my
2: son's prosthetic leg. We had the other <laughs> night. Not, not had that before. That's amazing. The, the foursome one though, I was agog. I was like, seriously, is, does this happen in normal NCT groups and I'm just in the wrong NCT group. I mean. we, need, we
0: need to send it to the NCT just to, they should do a workshop on that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, never mind breastfeeding and baby looked, wearing. Yeah. It should be <laughs> how to initiate a foursome with the ones that you fancy the most in your group
0: okay. <laughs> well, we, we often ask that in the, the show about if there's an NCT group. you know would you sleep? Who, which husband would you sleep with if you had a choice or a partner? Some people, yeah.
3: some people replied. They they said the other night, didn't
2: they? they, they... Oh yeah, they were
3: like John in yes. secret. Oh, yeah.
2: good old John. Yeah, yeah. love it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that it's probably quite important to say that what you guys do, it's really funny, and you're looking at like you know the lighthearted side of motherhood. But actually, I think there's quite a serious side to it in that what you guys are doing is making it okay to not be perfect mothers, not to have this expectation. And allowing almost people to feel a bit more relaxed about, you know, themselves and, you know, not worry so much about being judged. How much of that side do you guys think about it? How much of it is just you guys being yourselves and being funny?
3: Well, that's never our intention, I don't think. We don't yeah. ever sit down and think, I should make this piece of content and it should make someone feel better about their lives. Yes, yeah. think uh, about the
2: multiple layers, Ellie, if we start yeah.
3: with the
0: comedy. No, that's been the, that's been the happy bonus, actually, and especially when we've done live events or book signings, when people have come up to us afterwards and said, never, never stop never stop doing what you're doing, you've, you've made me feel better. And that's been a lovely thing. But mainly we just started out because we liked making each other laugh. We thought, oh, let's stick that on the internet really yeah yeah. Um, but it's amazing when like if we post a picture of how shitty our car looks how many people go oh my god i didn't know that was that wasn't just me everyone else and that and what's really nice is you see people commenting other other people's comments and there's a little kind of yeah support group around there because i think motherhood's incredibly isolating like i mean even though we live in london and there's people everywhere you can feel really lonely Mm. and so if we can do anything to help that then that's not not such a waste of our time, is it?
3: Yeah. I think the day we start sitting down and going, What can we do today to change the world? <laughs> it's the day that it will all end because yeah. you know, I just find I find all that really patronising and preachy when I see stuff like that on Instagram. I'm just like don't we're I'm not don't.
0: motivational. We're yeah. not. Um, but yeah, it's nice that what we do has struck a chord with people. And what's really lovely is that when we when we even we started doing the podcast that's now listened to in so many different countries is that we get people writing from japan or venezuela or sometimes quite conservative countries and saying thank you for talking about something like miscarriage or all those sort of well, I things i want to
2: say that because you do cover quite meaty topics on your podcast it's not like you're just getting people in to have a laugh you're talking i mean you, you know you've mentioned l a few times from feathering the empty nest so obviously mm. you know what she talks about is baby loss that's quite a big topic to yeah. have on a comedy podcast
3: yeah and she she talks about her son teddy and how he died in quite you know um detail and um yeah and, and i think we um we really wanted to have her on because that's something too important to talk about and because she's such so articulate and also she's very funny and that is you know I, there are laughs on that podcast which i don't know if we expected going in it certainly wasn't our attention oh this no. will be a hilarious full of lols podcast about baby loss But, um, I think, yeah, I think, and that was like last year, I think we did that. And I think if we'd done it a few years ago, we might not have been as confident with it. Mm. But I think now we sort of know each other more. We know what the tone of the podcast is and we know what people sort of want a bit more. And so, yeah, it was a really hard podcast to do, but I think it was, it was worth doing. Um, but yeah, sometimes we do want to do episodes where it is just our mates sitting around, Getting yeah crazy. the
0: Christmas podcast in particular, just I mean, yeah most of the time we can't Carnage. remember what, no we can't remember what we've said, but yeah, like the most recent podcast we talked about um uh, with a friend simon London, and he was he was adopted as an eight year old uh and you know he has a mixed race son and we talked about you know living in london and and growing growing up in London and those sort of things. We talked about knife crime. We talked Mm. about... So many lols. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, we've talked about lots of hard things but we're not afraid to kind of lay it all bare really.
2: And who's been your favourite guest that you've had on? Like ultimate like the, the one that sticks out well, to in you my
0: mind Michelle Obama um,
2: um, <laughs> I love that episode yeah,
0: I know I've, I've replayed it so many times <laughs> Do You know what? I think one of my favorite episodes was the Steph don't buy her flowers uh, episode recently where she talked about having her third child um, and how hard it is to get back into relationships and that has been one of the most popular episodes we've ever had um, and it was nice because we already had a we love her And we've already had her on before. But it is really exciting when you interview your heroes like Ginny and Claire. and We've had Dara Brien and people like that. But, yeah, I think I like it because of the variety. We're not just trying to get the most popular person. We just like a really good story.
2: The uh, Doctor Orange one was pretty good. Oh, strong! Blacklisted. Yeah, it's not available anymore, is it? No. sadly, no, uh, no.
3: So, so Doctor Orange came on and was filthy, really, really filthy, and so funny, so so funny. Um, and yes, uh, I think his his uh, the BBC weren't very keen on it, and uh, we were asked very nicely to take it down. And he's a lovely man, and we don't want to mess up his life, so uh, yeah. <laughs> we we did. But um, we're still very good friends with him. We're hoping he'll come back on one day, perhaps yeah. rain it in slightly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and a few yeah. less bottles of champagne before we start recording. Oh, he's a darling. He's
2: lovely, isn't he? Yeah. Have you had him on your... I haven't, no, but I've been at um, events where he's, like, presented, like, an awards do or something, and, mm. yeah, I do remember him being quite, quite rude. Yeah. <laughs> and he's funny. Delicious.
0: He's completely delicious. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and I think that's really nice. Like, the next podcast coming out is Nadia Hussain, who, obviously, mm. famous for The Bake Off. She was really filthy and funny and great, so it's really nice when you, as you know, with a podcast, you can kind of sit down and just... Chat to them like old friends, which was lovely. But you're basically
2: leading all these people astray by the sounds of it. Dr. Arrange, Nadia...
0: That's yeah, That's, our, yes, that's yes, our,
3: yes, our
2: aim to corrupt
3: the uh, <laughs> live entertainment stars of contemporary Britain. That's our yeah. goal.
0: Next next step is actually Steps. Uh,
3: we're hoping to get Claire Richards on. Oh, don't, I don't say it because I oh. I said that when you. But I can't. I, in case of that, so I was a huge like proper proper fan of Steps. Like people used to think I was being ironic. I wasn't. I really loved them. She loves them. Love the music. Love like knew a load of the dances. I went to see them at Wembley last year with two of my friends. Had an amazing time. I just read Claire's autobiography, and um, yes. Apparently she might she might be coming on, but I'll actually die. So I don't want to say she's definitely coming on, uh, but if she does, I'll die. That would so be goodbye, amazing. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: That would be amazing. That would be yeah. amazing. Love it. Um, okay, so summer holidays are coming up. What tips do you have for mums and dads to get through it in one piece? It's a long old slog. Go
0: to Edinburgh for a month. Yeah, uh, that's
2: a top tip. Yeah. So uh, become leave. become a comedy duo, yeah. launch a podcast, get a slot on the fringe. Yeah.
0: I would say stock your house with biscuits and DVDs, basically. Yeah. Um,
3: Nothing wrong with a pyjama date now and again.
0: Absolutely. And don't beat yourself up. Don't feel... Kids should be bored. I mean, it drives you fucking nuts, but...
2: It's all good saying that, kids should be bored, but you're the one who has to have them mm-hmm. going, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Ah! And you're like, oh.
0: Um, I would say, my tip is charity shops. Ooh. So mm. get yourself 10 quid, right? Just... Just find 10 quid and then go to the charity shop, get some toys, games, DVDs, and then just take them back ah. so you're you're not getting more stuff. The charity shops are awesome places for that. Yeah. My friend used to have a routine on a Friday night, pick up the kids from school, go by the charity shop. They could spend a couple of quid each on some stuff. they go to the pub next week, take mm. the stuff back. Like a paying library. That's
2: such a good idea.
0: Yeah. So I think that's good. And you're supporting... You feel smug about it. And then you can go to McDonald's. That's, that's
2: <laughs> it. <laughs> Win-win. Yeah,
0: exactly. Just don't beat yourself up too much. And I would say every second day, go, get out of the house. Yeah, definitely. Exhaust them one day, then yeah. have a the DVD day, and then, yeah. Um, and um, book in play dates early in. Have other people's kids at the beginning of the holidays. Mm. So then you are saved up the credits for the end of the holidays when you want to kill them. I have done exactly
2: this. So for the first <laughs> year ever, I've actually got like a spreadsheet, I hate myself for even admitting this, um, oh. where I basically go every day and it's colour-coded. Oh, yes. It's so unlike me. You're speaking my language. But um, yeah, I've bas- got moist. <laughs> I, I, I have books in play dates with loads of people to come to us yeah. hoping that they will then say, oh, and we'll have her around to us yes, as well.
0: Yes, will. Yes,
2: she will. At the end of the holidays when I'm dead. And then I've got a few kind of holiday clubs booked in yeah, and a few... And pieces, so basically there's only like maybe two or three days a week where we haven't really got any, anything. Because you need a bit of downtime, do you? Yeah. It? So, so, fingers crossed.
0: Uh, and all briberies. I would say, line your freezer with ice solids and say, you have to do this and then you get your
2: then you get your slowly that's a good bit. idea i'm also quite a big fan of some kind of ongoing project like a really easy project so um i think it was maybe a couple of years ago we had a new sofa delivered just by chance and we didn't order the sofa on purpose you know it wasn't a case of let's get a sofa delivered and then we can do this project it was but it had this massive massive cardboard box and my daughter basically spent the entire school holidays drawing on this huge big you know, a flat bit of cardboard, colouring pens, sharpies. Mm. It was amazing. Awesome. And it lovely. was like the easiest craft project ever. Yeah. yeah. And i said, if you're going on holiday, because um,
3: also sometimes sometimes amusing them away from home can actually be harder because you're not surrounded by all their shit and you can't just put a DVD in or whatever. Uh, so going back to the present thing I was talking about earlier, I do, um, uh, like... Get, get them little presents, and, and I mean little, like, again, charity shop stuff or pound shop stuff, like, really just cheap bits of shit, packs of stickers, do you know what I mean? Like, or a little bag of sweets. But the key is, wrap them up. You have to mm. wrap them up and that makes it a thousand more valuable, times more valuable in the eyes of the child. And then I take these, I know it sounds a bit mad, but I would, so I take this bag of wrapped presents on holiday with us. So then if we're like, today, actually, we want to go to this really nice restaurant and we want you to fucking behave and you know and then I will sit them down and give them a little like top trumps do you know what I mean a packet yeah. of top trumps a couple of quid and it will keep them going for the whole of the lunch time yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can actually drink three carafts of rosé <laughs> And it's absolutely fine. A
0: lot of Aperol Spritz, Ellie. A lot of Aperol Spritz.
3: Or, like, if it rains and you can't go in the pool or to the beach, just have a little thing that that doesn't cost very much, but just keep It's the thrill of opening something. It is like magic, it's like a magic trick. Trick your kids as well. You need a
0: rotor, or you could, like, all right, I'll take that present and then give it to the next family. Yes, yes. Swap the presents around. They won't notice. Just rewrap it. yeah, 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 yeah.
3: But, like, activity books or you know, yeah, yeah. just like little things, and it's amazing. There's something about having getting to unwrap something,
0: yeah. Uh, or it doesn't you, have to be costly, no,
3: no, exactly. Like, mag, like a magazine or whatever. Yeah. And they just like, and I think it's just you can also use it like if you behave during the meal when you've finished your food, then you can have your thing,
0: yeah.
2: Uh, just bribery, bribery,
0: that's uh, yeah, that in a nutshell. That's kind
2: of just a, a parenting yeah. hack in, mm. in general, isn't it? Just just bribe your kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy life. Easy life. On that note, ladies, thank you for being my guests today. Um, you have been scummy. Oh, Thank well. you, Alison
0: Perry. Thanks for having us.
2: We love you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling's mutual. Oh. <laughs> do
0: rate, review and subscribe to Alison's podcast and our podcast, the Scummy Mummy's podcast. Why I'm not? Just, I'm doing some admin because I'm just, this is what I do. Oh, you. And, and yeah. your,
2: your book's still available, isn't Yeah, it? in print. in print. In print. <laughs> And you can buy tickets for the Edinburgh Fringe or at scummymummies.com? Yes, That's correct. Or
0: Edinburgh Fringe, but yeah, just Google Scummy Mummies and you'll see a couple of old women in catsuits. Yeah,
2: we were
3: briefly on the Edinburgh Fringe website, we were listed as a children's show. I saw that. Just to be clear, it is not a children's show. <laughs> it is absolutely not suitable for children. No. We don't want any children there. No. It, is a, it is a grown-ups night out where we talk about grown-up things.
0: No babies, no with. toddlers, no kids, no teenagers, no. please.
2: GTFO. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You heard Helen. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, please. And I'll be back after the summer break with more guests.